and welcome to Sapphic Survival Guide, where we are queer to answer your questions. I'm Cheyenne. And I'm Gina. Class is now in session, and today we are talking about the friend zone. Gina, do you think the friend zone exists? I know there's a lot of debate over this. <laughs> I definitely think it exists. I don't spend tons of time there. I've put other people there. So- <laughs> <laughs> That's the most Libra thing you could say about this topic. I don't personally think the friend zone exists. I think it's just kind of like friendship or not being interested I don't think it's like I don't know I don't I don't see it as like a punishment or Mm. something that like you can't get out of and that's not to say like you should try to get out of it or that like I just think things can change feelings can develop feelings can go away like it's I don't know and like I definitely have people who are like friends like I would never be into those people um but I wouldn't say they're in the friend I I don't know I guess I see the friend zone as like a positive thing like yay I get another friend um and I know okay. it can be like disappointing if you're like sexually or romantically into someone and they just want to be friends but at the same time I think that it's a positive thing because they could want nothing to do with you and they still want you in their life in some capacity that's interesting because when I hear the friend zone, I I think like, oof, like somebody didn't want to be there and someone's there. And so like there was mm-hmm. a period of time in my friend group where my one friend was a little lustful after my other friend and mm. and and the friend who was being lusted after was not interested. Yeah. But I think she also likes a compliment who doesn't. So at first <laughs> I think she thought it was like, kind of like you know charming and and like flattering yeah like not a big deal and I think she thought like oh like the more that they're like in our friend group like that will go away but then not only did it not go away but they were kind of cock blocking her when we'd like go out Mm -hmm. because of like jokes that they'd make or whatever and so she had to be like look I really like I love that you (laughs) like to compliment me but like we're just friends and so Mm -hmm. and she like put them in the friend zone now she did it in front of our friend group which (laughs) was maybe not the best decision because like me and my girlfriend and our other friend were literally watching this conversation happening and we were all intoxicated and I was like that was probably a conversation for when the other three of us weren't around Mm -hmm. but like here we are just having a a little therapy session in the middle of the friend group about who's getting put in the friend zone. But this is a thing in some queer, like uh, in some queer friend groups where it's like the lines are a little blurred. So like my girlfriend and I in this same friend group had a threesome with one of our friends. Mm -hmm. And while that was totally fine and like within our boundaries and whatever, we weren't like totally interested in doing it again. But this friend, I think, would have at the time mm-hmm. anyway I don't know if, like she still would and so yeah. we kind of had to friend zone her of like no 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 that was like a one-time thing where it's like friends now yeah so I don't know that like our friend our threesome friend definitely wasn't like offended or like had feelings hurt yeah but in that first example I do think there was a little of like I don't know what the word is but just like a e feeling I don't know uh-huh. of the friend who got put in the friend zone because they were like oh, okay I've like crossed some lines here I guess so I feel like it's situational like I think you're looking at it as positive because you're like well people are either my romantic like partner or they're my friend 
Mm-hmm. Whereas like I'm looking at a friend group that had some blurry lines about yeah. that. And so the friend zone was more of like a boundary that yeah, isn't a bad thing, that. but it did have to happen. Yeah. I feel like the friend zone is literally just like setting different boundaries. And sometimes that doesn't feel the greatest, but it's boundaries are necessary to like continue certain relationships. And yeah. if those aren't set, then sometimes you can't have a relationship with that person at all. So it's kind of like a, a loving thing that you know, if we want to continue to be friends, if we want to stay in each other's lives, this, yeah. this, this can't happen, <laughs> you know? Right. Um, in fact, I was, oh, go ahead. Oh, no, you go first. Well, I was going to say, I was thinking about um, your friend group thing and we didn't get a question about this, but when you put someone in the friend zone, like, is it better to do it one-on-one or is it better to do it in the friend group? Like, I, I usually think it's better to like, do things more privately and not have like an audience but I wonder if your friend I mean I know you guys were like drinking and stuff so that can like impair your ability to decide if it's like good timing or not but like I wonder if they had gone off alone if it would have made things like more serious and more intense and you know like more like breakup like is there a good way to set those boundaries with someone like do you do it more casually Well, I think you hit the nail on the head that like, I think if, if she had taken them aside, I think it would have been a whole big serious thing. Mm -hmm. And the fact that like, she did it when we were all like, it was like the end of the night, we were all still drinking and we were kind of like laughing it off. Like it wasn't like a super serious conversation, but also like the three of us were like, (laughs) should we go somewhere? Should we leave? Like this is a little whatever. So I don't know if that, I don't know. I mean, I, I, my only advice is like sooner rather than later. Mm-hmm. Um, and so at least my friend did that. Like she was not going to wait. She wasn't even waiting until the next day. She was like, yeah, I was, that yeah. guy was definitely going to hit on me. And this, this friend's bisexual. She's like, mm-hmm. that guy was definitely going to hit on me, but then he thought you were my girlfriend. And so yeah. he didn't. And I, that's not what I want it to happen. And so yeah. like, that's <laughs> where she was like, I don't know. I think it's like, a little situational because especially like with me and my girlfriend and our like threesome friend that was very low-key and we didn't need to have some like serious conversation mm-hmm. or something um but I could see in certain situations where it could be more serious versus more casual I guess it depends on like the dynamic prior to being put in the friend zone and how much is going to change once that zone is activated true yeah and how much they're going to like respect it versus be resentful or be hurt or just like see the negative sides of that and not like see the positive that you still get to like be in that person's life in some capacity right because it could just be like bye yeah yeah but I do do think like how you said it is a boundary thing and Mm -hmm. someone even asked is fingering allowed in the friend zone (laughs) hard no and that's what I mean like boundary like friend zone is not the friends with benefit zone that's a different Mm -hmm. area and you're gonna need a different ticket to get into that section honey like (laughs) yeah friend zone is general admission and like all your friends can be there and so maybe somebody (laughs) was in that vip area they weren't on stage with you they aren't Mm -hmm. your partner they weren't on stage with you but they were they were backstage they were in that vip area (laughs) fingering is allowed there yeah. But if you're push if you're if you're cutting their artist bands off, you're, you're pushing them back to general admission. You're not kicking them out of the concert. You're pushing them back 
into the mm-hmm. crowd where all your other friends are. Hey, look at all my other friends. Go hang out there. But you're not having sex out there in general admission in the crowd where everybody can see you. No, that yeah. happens backstage and you take yeah. away their past by putting them in the friend zone. So no, <laughs> fingering, absolutely not allowed in the friend zone because that you've crossed them over into friends with benefit mm-hmm. zone. Yeah. Crossing lines. That's not friendship. That's a little, that's a little more than, that's a, a really good friend. It's a different but... ticket price. <laughs> yeah. I love that metaphor. Um, Okay, so continuing on with some of our questions, how do you tell if a friend likes you romantically? It's been a while since I've been in a situation where I didn't know how somebody felt about me, I guess, Mm. Um, especially in the world of like dating apps and things like while I have hooked up with friends and stuff, I don't like date them. So they they might have like been down to hook up with me that night, but I don't think that they like like me romantically. And I guess like, to be honest, if they did, that's something they should have told me um, because like mm-hmm. that's not why I was coming to the table. I was thought we were just like hooking up or whatever. I Like the people I'm dating, I'm typically finding on like dating apps or like, I don't know. So um, I kind of feel like if they like if they're your friend, I feel like you'd either know or they don't like you romantically. Yeah. If you really can't tell, I guess, like, are they doing things for you that they're not doing for your other friends? Mm. Like doing something extra, going out of their way. And I don't mean like, oh, you happen to live on the way to this person's house. So I'm always going to pick you up. I mean, like going Mm -hmm. out of their way to do something like, I guess you could look for those signs, Mm -hmm. but I don't, I haven't, I haven't been in a place where I could answer this question. I feel like in a long time. It's like, I don't have like blurry friendships really, if that makes Mm -hmm. sense. Yeah. I was going to say kind of the same thing. Like we always say like the best policy is just like ask, or if we were the friend, tell them straight up. Um, But I think you're right with that, Gina. Like if they're going out of their way for things or doing things for you, but they're not that kind of person that they would do that for everyone because I definitely know people who like are always going out of their way for people and so I don't but they're doing it for everybody right and so I feel like that's different than like if they just do it for you or if someone talks to you all the time and then things that they talk to you about and like they're fire reacting to like all of your Instagram stories and like being flirty like you can usually are they jealous when you talk about someone else Mm, yes I feel like there are subtle little signs and we got another question that kind of goes hand in hand with this which is how are autistics supposed to navigate the friend zone so confusing to read the room and signs with girls and I think that's a situation also where it's you know better to just ask because one person's signs might just be signs of friendship or friendliness and we don't know what people's intentions are just by like picking up on things and I think it's best just to ask it (laughs) it saves like a lot of like heartache and confusion and stress and worry and overthinking just like ask um and I think especially if you're autistic that's an okay thing to do because you know it's even more stressful to like try and read those subtle little signs for some people um and, like, I've said this before, but I used to think that my best friend was, like, in love with me and wanted to date me. And I was, like, like, she is was definitely in the quote-unquote friend and is in the quote-unquote friend zone with me. Like, I'm not interested um, in her in any 
other way other than a friend. And luckily, it sounds like you need to put yourself in the friend zone. Right. Yeah. Well, right. Like she wasn't into me in general, but she was like saying things like, no girl will ever like be good enough for you. Like just like little things like that that I feel like other people would hear and be like, that seems yeah. flirty, but she like didn't mean it like that. She just meant that I kept like picking the wrong people, and she doesn't say that to me anymore in my current relationship. Okay. So obviously, you know, we got over that hump. But like, I like had said that to someone else, and they were like, "She's in love with you," and it really like got me thinking. Um, yeah, but she, she was not. But like, the only way I could figure that out was to ask her, <laughs> and she said no. Right, and I was like, okay, you know. Cool. <laughs> That actually reminded me, and I'll have to double check with my girlfriend if I can leave this in or if I have to cut it, or maybe this ends up on Patreon, we'll see. But my girlfriend had a friend in her friend group. They're not really in touch these days, but she definitely felt romantically at some point about my girlfriend because she definitely would like... like take more ownership over her than other friends in the group and would get jealous. Like when we first started dating and Mm -hmm. I like, there's no, like I don't have any reason why my girlfriend can't be on the phone with her friends for hours and hours. And so like, if, if there's a dynamic shift, like that's on y'all, not me, you know what I mean? And Mm -hmm. so I think And maybe this is more, maybe not so much answering the autistic question. If someone is autistic and supposed to navigate the friend zone, but just if you could, how you can tell if a friend, the friend likes you romantically, like any of my friends that are actually my, just my friends, I would be over the moon about them having a partner, being excited about dating somebody, any Mm -hmm. friend who is not excited about you dating somebody Unless that somebody really sucks. I was going to um, say that. What if that person sucks? Because sometimes <laughs> that comes up. If if your friend's like, why are you going back to your ex? I know that girl. Why are you dating her? Like, okay, that's different. But if it's just like, hey, I met somebody and that friend doesn't respond like, oh my gosh, so exciting. Let's hear more. Mm-hmm. Like, why? Why aren't you happy yeah. for me? Because yeah. you want to be with me. Like, right. And even if it's not that, they're just being a hater. So like, it's so it's on? worth asking. Like, what's yeah. yeah, what's the deal here? Because people should yeah. just be like happy when their friends are in love. I'm thrilled mm-hmm. when my friends are happy, like with mm-hmm. others, because uh, I don't want to be with them. I want to be with my girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you want like another new friend to add to the group that makes yeah. your friend happy and that like you guys can all hang out. Like that's ideal. <laughs> Yeah, there shouldn't be that much jealousy in friendships at all, really. Like, mm-hmm. I don't feel jealous of my friends um, unless they're rich. Then I might get jealous that they're yeah. rich. But, like, <laughs> aside from that, I don't, like, get jealous of, like, oh, they went on a really exciting date or mm-hmm. they didn't call me because they were with that guy all night. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not getting jealous over them living a life that doesn't like include me 24 7 because they're like they're just my friend yeah my friend yeah 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 it's definitely like complex and I I don't think there's like an easy way to just like know without having a conversation about it in the end yeah but definitely keep friends that what's the word that aren't like uh making you question too much Mm -hmm. like 
if you're the friend who's interested, like you either need to get it on the table or off the table. And if there's somebody who's like giving you a vibe, I think like ask them. So again, it's either on the mm-hmm. table or off the table. Otherwise yeah. your friendship's going to be like weird in the, in the interim. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, um, continuing on to questions about weird friendship dynamics, we had one more from someone who said, how do you stay friends with an ex? Well, we have done a whole friends with exes episode um, where we dive into lots of details of being friends with your ex. But overall, I don't think it's a blanket like, oh, you should be friends with your ex. I think it's very mm-hmm. situational. I do tend to stay at least on good terms with my exes. Maybe not like bestie best friends, but mm-hmm. but like I say happy birthday to most of them. <laughs> they could text me and it wouldn't be like, <gasps> like it would be mm-hmm. fine. Um, my one ex has been like rewatching drag race and has been like texting me a lot, but that's not like, Oh my God, she's like hitting me up all the time again. Like, no, she's just like watching this season of drag race and like telling me her thoughts. Like, Mm -hmm. um, so like, those are the things where I think it is good to stay friends with an ex when you have common interests, when there's like anything that you'd still want to talk to them about. I think it's great that my, my, my ex texts me and talks about drag race because Mm -hmm. I, it's like one of my favorite things to talk about and Mm -hmm. it's something I got her into and I have tons of friends I talk about drag race with and just because we are exes doesn't mean she can't be one of them. So mm-hmm. like that's how it's really easy when you have common interests, when you have things to talk about, when you're not like crazy involved in each other's lives, like mm-hmm. you have your own space and things. Then I think it's really easy to just kind of fall into that friend kind of dynamic. But I don't think it's a blanket. Like you should stay friends with every single ex every mm-hmm. time. Like it, that's not a uh, unified formula (laughs) yeah yeah and I think I've mentioned this in those episodes that you mentioned that we did um but I think it's good to take some space from the ex like maybe you're not texting about drag race immediately after the breakup but maybe like right six months nine months a year after like there's no set time but I think some space some time apart and like I don't know, distance mm-hmm. and like time to just Breathing like he- grieve and heal and like get over things. Cause I, I think sometimes there can be like feelings still or animosity or jealousy or just like certain dynamics in place that you need space and distance from to like get over <laughs> those things yeah. a little bit more and be able to go back to like the parts of that relationship with that person that you still value and still want. Right. Um, and like, yeah, I think too much too soon can just blur a lot of lines. And I think if, especially if you have like codependency with that person and are having a hard time, like fully splitting with them, continuing to like text them or see them right after the breakup can be hard and it can be hard to like cut those relationship or sexual ties. And I also think it's good if you're going to stay friends with an ex to like keep the topics friendly like I probably wouldn't talk about like anyone mm-hmm. you're hooking up with or newly dating like if you're in a re- an, another relationship or they're in another relationship that's different um I would talk about it to like an extent but not like yeah super detailed but I wouldn't you know be telling my ex like oh I just got laid last night what do you think no. about that like those are things that like blur those lines and those boundaries and I think if you want a genuine friendship with them it's important to have boundaries and yeah 
pets and you know just keep it friendly keep it cute <laughs> yeah yeah there's so many things you can talk about that don't have to cross that boundary line like mm-hmm. you don't even need to be sharing like details like you don't need to be telling them what you did out all day every day and like mm-hmm. oh my day's going great like no you should it should be like the way you would text your friends where like they might text you and be like oh my god did you hear about this this and this mm-hmm. and then you're like talking about that and then once you finish the conversation's over and so like you know, if you're talking about another TV show, if there's some drama in your mutual friends that you want to rehash, I think that's a great place mm-hmm. to start even because yeah. then you're like, it's the conversations off of both of you. You're talking mm-hmm. about other people. I'm not, I am a Gemini rising, so I'm not trying to promote gossip, but it is in my, in my, it can uh, makeup. be a bonding activity for sure. It, I love it- me some cheese may. Yeah. And it, it takes it like off of you because then you're not like, well, I did this and I'm living my life without you. And it's like, mm-hmm. it's less about that. And it's more just like, oh, these Common are other people connection. that we both know. Yes. Yeah. And it gives you then like a, a redirection while still connecting. Mm-hmm. And so like there's areas that you can um, approach with caution when, you know, you're first starting to like get into the friend's with an ex kind of thing, but like you definitely shouldn't be texting all day, every day. You shouldn't mm-hmm. be like, how's your family? I like <laughs> that always like, I, and I know people mean well, it's like, what? Mm-hmm. I just want to ask about your mom or it's like, no, yeah. that's intimate. Like my friend, I'm, I don't know. Not that I don't have friends that like text and ask about my family, but like, mm-hmm. I feel like it's like a thing of like a, look, I know you so well. Remember yeah. I, I, it like gives me not good vibes. Like, yeah, I don't think you should be like talking about those kinds of things. It should be superficial in a way until at mm-hmm. least like Cheyenne said, so much time has passed where like, it doesn't matter like, I don't know if you do then what once in a while say like, Oh, I hope your mom's doing well. But like, I don't know. Sometimes I feel mm-hmm. like people use certain questions manipulatively. And I think that's one of them where it's like, yeah. how's your mom doing? How's your sister? Yeah. Do I had a member me. I still like would go hang out with her ex's mom still. And like the ex would no. be there and she'd be like, but I'm hanging out with her mom, not with her. And I'd be like, it's weird either way. What are you doing? That's also weird for that mom. Like, yeah, if my mom, well, my mom would never, but if my mom was hanging out with an ex of mine, I would be mad at my mom. I would be, I would be like, what in the <laughs> fuck are you doing? My mom wouldn't do that though. But like yeah. in a world where she did, I would, I would blame my mom first and foremost. Mm-hmm. Cause I'd be like, they're here cause they're a manipulative bitch. Yeah. What are you doing? Yeah. But I think the ex didn't really care. And so it was just, it was like cool. But then me as the partner, I was like, this is weird scenario. But I also like, I don't know, gave that person a lot of leeway. So it's like one thing if you run into your ex's family, like at the grocery store and you like say hello, like that's being polite. What are you going over for milk and cookies at your ex's mom's house? Like move the fuck on. Yeah. No. Yeah. I don't like that. If you're my ex and you're listening to this right now, (laughs) replay what Gina just said. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, no, that I don't like that at all. Yeah, but. I've I've made bad choices. Let's just, that's why my a best friend said that no one would ever be good enough for me because that's what I was uh, dating. Yeah, I mean, I actually I don't really let the people I'm dating or I haven't at least into my current girlfriend like talk to my parents when I'm not around anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, even my girlfriend, I don't think like she's ever been with my parents when I wasn't there. Yeah, but and and we've been dating for three years, but I don't know. But I, my ex, the mistake, his mom like had my phone number mm-hmm. and I don't think it like mattered for most of the time, except that like 
I would text her like, oh, we're on our way when like my boyfriend mm-hmm. at the time was driving or whatever. But then when we broke up, she would like text me all the time. And I was like, no, absolutely mm-hmm. not. And I had to eventually I eventually had to block her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have so, a friend who's why kind of I set a boundary first. Now. I was like, no. Yeah. yeah, it's yeah. With like the helicopter moms, like mm-hmm. and ju- it just like almost like triangulation and just like having someone else like be in between you to kind of do his dirty work in a way. Like I don't yeah, know. It's not like she didn't have a doll. I'm like, text your actual daughter. Why are you texting yeah. Her? yeah. 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 Um, mm-hmm. um, but in any case, staying friends with an ex is something you need to evaluate the pros and cons of doing before you <laughs> yeah. get into that zone. Because mm-hmm. an ex in the friend zone, they've been they've been in other zones before. So it can, <laughs> you know, it's a transition period for sure. Uh-huh. Yeah. It can be messy. I think the friend zone in general, even though I, I don't necessarily see it as like an inherently negative thing I think it can be messy and some people don't deserve the friend zone either they deserve like all right it was nice knowing you zone right um yeah it just kind of depends on the dynamic I think and if they can't respect that you just want to be friends maybe that's a sign that they're not a good friend or they won't be one to you yeah yeah like protect your energy for sure Mm mm-hmm Cool. Well, I think that wraps this up for today. So please send us your questions as well as future topics you want us to do, anything you want us to answer. You can DM us anywhere on social media at Sapphic Survival Guide, except for X, which is just at Sapphic Survival. You can email us your questions, Sapphic Survival Guide at gmail.com. You can send us a voicemail with your questions, 724-209-8877. And you can go to our Patreon for bonus content at patreon.com slash survival guide. My other podcast, Um Hello, should be wrapping up season three. So go listen to that wherever you listen to podcasts for your Jersey Shore recaps. And you can find me anywhere online at The Lee Regina, including my website, theleeregina.com. And you can find me, Cheyenne, at Hot Mess Band on pretty much any social media platform. And with that, class is now dismissed.